What is going on, Tara? Sakari, it's so good to see you again. Oh my God. It's like in person, but like in person. <laughs> right? I feel like it's been forever. It's um, been almost a year. So excited to see you. Almost a year. Wow. Can you guys? It's almost November, yeah. and we filmed what? January? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. This is Sipping with Sakari. Um, are you sipping on anything? Are you drinking any oh, water or something? You told me I have to sip, so let's go. sip on wine. Come on, it's five o'clock, right? <laughs> Somewhere exactly. It, or, I'll take a sip. Amazing. I'm drinking some uh, Delian tequila, orange juice. Ooh, um, yum! I mean, I gotta be a parent, so I gotta keep the wine. It is. You gotta, yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm drinking a little early, you know. So twenty nine thirty. 28. I'm a baby. Eight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Well, yeah. cheers to your birthday. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers for us. Mm -hmm. And this crazy accomplishment on House Kitchen. Um, you know, obviously, you're a contestant on this season of House Kitchen, season 21. And before we even jump into 21. that, I really want to hear, which is, yeah, crazy. I really want to hear about, you know, your upbringing your childhood like like what was like little tara doing in the kitchen were you baking cookies like what were you up to oh my god okay so i have a crazy story i mean which probably nobody really knows because i didn't really divulge into who i was that much because you know so i was brought up divorced family my next door neighbors had a seven acre farm in burton okay. county new jersey so like unheard of we had seven acres we had chickens I grew up with everything grown, homegrown in my house. So my mother wow. could not cook. I mean, horrible cook, burnt everything, was disgusting. So I grew up eating absolute crap, minus the fresh vegetables. My dad's side, amazing Italian cooks. You know, my grandmother would have a big sunny dinners. My stepmother was 100% Italian. So amazing food on that end. So I mean, I started, yeah, cooking with my grandma in the kitchen. I remember peeling off my fingernail and it went in the salad. And I was like, oh, don't eat that salad. <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, didn't really, food was not really a big thing because my mom couldn't cook. And we literally what? ate packaged food growing up. I mean, it was disgusting. So wow. once, but my eyes the fresh food, you know, so that like saved me. But mm -hmm. I mean, I would eat the chickens we were playing with, you know, I'd be like, where'd my chicken go? And she's like, that was in the soup yesterday. I'm like, oh, okay. what <laughs> did you feel? Did you feel bad? Like, were you not like, you know, like, I feel like as a little kid, you didn't, I didn't. And I've been teaching my daughter the same thing. Like, this is what, what, okay. where does that beef come from? That comes from that brown cow that comes from the black cow. You know, that's your chicken after it stops producing eggs, we're going to eat it. So, um, I wasn't weirded <laughs> out. Maybe I was a kid. I don't remember, but. I liked playing with them. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, even so, even now, I mean, you you were you were known as like the motherly figure on the show, and and you just just hearing that speaking about how you're teaching your kids about like, you know, where everything is coming from. It's so important. So it is. It's crazy I mean, to hear. That's a big part of what I want to do, and hopefully, I can get a grant. Is that I want to teach all these kids because they're being raised on McDonald's and you know processed food, yep. when it's actually cheaper to yep. make your food and grow your food. So that's a big thing that I'm hoping ever to get in the future yep. is to get a grant, teach kids. And I mean, it's such a passion of mine is to have the younger generation come up and 
understand about food because obesity is ridiculous and yeah. it's so much easier to grow a thing a piece of lettuce it's... or you know tomato than go buy mcdonald's every single yeah. day so yeah you know, i mean you know that's 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 part of my mission you know like yeah. like coming from my culture, you know what I mean? My father had diabetes, my grandfather has diabetes, you know what I mean? And just such a huge percentage of African-Americans just like die of heart disease. And it's the food that we're putting inside our body, you know? Mm -hmm. And we think that like Happy Meals and things like that are like gonna be okay as a kid. And that's what we're used to, but we gotta just educate kids on on the importance of just eating healthy and, and whole foods, knowing where your food comes from. It's, it's a super passion of mine. So that's, it's definitely refreshing to hear that. So how did you, how did you go from, go ahead. No, no, I was saying stay on my family. We have diabetes all over the Italian culture. So my wow. whole family, they're all diabetics. My grandfather lived to 94, wow. but he had diabetes wow. for 40 years. You know, my brother has diabetes. He wow. got diabetes at 30. Um, wow. So same, you know, it's all about teaching Crazy. those whole foods, getting rid of the white grains and just, yeah, same. Wow. It's crazy. So how did you go from, you know, eating processed foods, obviously some fresh foods to wanting to be like a badass chef in the kitchen. Oh God, that was a long time. Sakari, do we have time for that? Um... <laughs> what, was, what, was the, what was the pivot? What was the point? You like love food and then did you just wake up one day and said, I'm going to try cooking? No. So. Because you're, 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 you're pretty good. Oh, thank you. I mean, you're really good. You're pretty good. But I think, you know. <laughs> no, you're really good too. I'm pretty good for only so. being in this for less than 12 years. So, you know, I wow. switched careers at 30. Um, you know, I started taking foods class in, in high school to say everybody else. And everybody's like, Oh, what do you want to learn? I'm like, I want to learn chicken cacciatore. They're like, that's not easy. I'm like, I don't want easy. I want to learn my Italian food. Um, college, I would have dinner parties every single Friday. You know, I would get different cookbooks and just research and read. And I loved food because it, for me, food is happiness through the table. Like that's what Italian culture is. You, know, you sit around a table, you guys can hate each other. But around that table, you're going to love each other. You're going to drink wine. You're going to break bread and you're going to have conversations. And then you'll go back to hating each other. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Like, believe me, if you came to my family, you'd be like, you guys don't like each other. But at that dinner, we love each other. <laughs> um, but no, car accident. That's what changed my life. You know, um, I was wrapped around a tree. I had a major brain injury and I couldn't remember anything except how to cook. Honestly, I had to learn how to run again. Yeah. I mean, I didn't remember half the words. I couldn't remember how to sell. That's what I went to school for. I had no idea. So being in the kitchen kind of made my brain function again because it was using math. It was using measurements. You know, it was how does this flavor go together? You know, how do I design this plate? And it made me feel so amazing. And everybody in my family was like, you need to be a chef. I'm like, ah, come on. It's just a hobby. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> and I did it. I went to my first position as a sous chef and it just took off. Like it was a complete not thing I was thinking about in my life at all. Like, and it was never in my brain that let's cook for a living. It just, right. but it was meant to be there. You know, I think it was instilled in my body, like between my grandma and my godparents. Yeah. I think not having that as food as a kid really makes me want to have it better now and like really produce amazing food yeah. for people. You know, I think that's what it was. And make that change. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's incredible. And like to hear, cause I know your story, but like for everyone that's listening, like to hear that story, as far as like to go through something like a huge accident and then you decide to just 
go for something and and be a badass at it too with that you know what i mean and like it's yeah. and at a midway point in your life like 30 um so kudos to you like flowers Thank to you. you like that's not easy no it was sure. hard like, that's, I mean, that's starting in the kitchen where everybody's 18 20 you know they all went to school or they're the younger generation like right. you, you know, like trying to learn from them but also be their boss because i you know it's yeah. It was, it was a difficult transition. I definitely did not have the easiest upbringing in the kitchen. I have to say that I was definitely diminished as a female chef and, you know, I don't want to work with you. I'm not going to listen to you. Who are you to tell me what to do? Um, but came it, you know, just like everything else in life, you just got to keep focusing. So, you know, focus, you just keep striving. And if this is what you want, you go get it. Like, don't let anything, you know, get in your way. Don't let anything hold you back. Just just keep going, you know? I mean, it's so true. You know, it's just those words just really mean everything. It's, I mean, you are such a go-getter. I mean, I can't believe how much you've accomplished in your 28, almost years. It's sick. <laughs> almost. It's an amazing story. I mean, you are such an inspiration, I, I think, to older generation chefs and younger. So it was, a, and I'm so happy that's to meet you. Oh, I'm so happy to meet you too, Tara. You I think you're incredible. For, definitely. Likewise, you pushed me, you know, and, and to see like, you know, your leadership roles in the kitchen, your motherly figure, it just really stood out to me. I, I just want to know, like, where does your leadership skills come from? Is it from being a mother? Is it from working in different kitchens? Is it from like the passion that you find in cooking? Like, where does that come from? Honestly, I've had to lead myself in everything. Like, I mean, my mom worked three jobs. My dad, you know, Divorced child at two. If you want something, I had to get it myself. So, you know, from sports, I think sports is what gave me the best leadership growing up. It's, I was in four soccer teams nonstop. You know, you had to keep pushing yourself. You had to teach girls. You had to take a leadership role there. I made sure I was number 10 in my class. Like, I really stayed focused that way. And I think that that, and then opening my first company at 26, my second company at 30, um, yeah, I, I had two. I had two companies prior to opening my own restaurant, my catering business. So, wow. I think because I was given nothing, like nothing was handed to me, um, it made me mm -hmm. want to strive for more. I mean, that same kind of background, you know. It's just I yep. grew up with nothing, and um, it either can push you further or it can keep you where you are. And I didn't want to sit there and be complacent. And then, yeah, having the kid. I mean becoming a mom, you <laughs> want to make sure that as females, especially you want to make sure that you're showing that girl that she can do anything. Like she asked me the other day, mom, I can do, I can be like a race car driver, right? Or I can be a dinosaur person. I can, I can ride a monster truck. I'm like, yeah, you don't have to be a boy. She's like, okay, cool. I can do it. <laughs> so, you know, it's just wanting that. to make her better. And I don't know. Just have her me. dream. Yeah. Yeah. Just having her be able to dream. I think dreams are so, it's something I talk about a lot. Just, I think dreams are so important and people don't dream enough because you can dream as big as you want. You know, exactly. there's no limit. There's no limit to dream. But people are also told they can't dream. And that's the hard thing is that they're told you have to go to college or you have to do this. No, screw that. Dream big. You know, if you don't want to do something, don't do it and be you like, even as a young girl, I, mean, yep. I was definitely different than most kids. I mean, I was that funky, you know, half in the alternate rock, half in the hippie, like shaved head, right. you know, wearing hemp. And people made fun of me. And I was like, whatever, I'm being my own person. So I think that's what also helped me is that I didn't care what anybody else thought. 
So that's what, you know, kids these days, like, don't care. Just follow your dreams, dream big, just go, you know, reach for the stars, get it, wow. get it done. Wow. That's so important. I think not caring about what other people think is like the number one unlock to executing after your dreams. Because mm-hmm. people, we get tripped up. We start overthinking stuff. We're like, oh man, what if this person says this? Or what about this? But you just got to go for it and just see yeah. what happens, you know, especially, yeah, you just have so much in life. So how does, how does it feel to be on Hell's Kitchen? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, we both did Chopped, right? That was nothing yes. compared to Hell's Kitchen. Nothing? <laughs> that was like, you know, walk in the park. I mean, when they came after me, I was like, what? Hell's Kitchen? I'm like, I don't know if my house is going to allow that, nor am I ever going to make it. You know, I was like, there's no way this little person that has really no training at all is going to become a Hell's Kitchen. So, I mean, when they got picked, I literally cried. I was in my car and she says, you're on. I'm like, yeah. and just tears start coming down my eyes. I'm like, wow. I'm sitting in a traffic, like crying. And some people are probably staring at me like, wow. what's wrong with that girl? <laughs> I mean, it's such a cool oh, experience, man. right? I mean... Once in a lifetime. I feel like you not. I feel like I feel like it's one of those those moments in your life you're never gonna forget about when you got that phone call. You know, mm-hmm. like you got that phone call and you're like, oh man, you made it on the show, and it's it's just crazy experience. It's super surreal and like to be standing with Gordon Ramsay and and then all the other amazing contestants um, on the show. Everybody was so amazing. Well, not everybody. Okay, get one of like <laughs> six maybe. <laughs> 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 Right. A good Everybody was interesting. Everybody like that. All right. Everybody was very interesting. Um, but I mean, I couldn't imagine that the talent that was on this show, I, especially from yeah. you guys. I mean, I remember the first the first day at the first challenge. I'm like, like your dish. I was like, what is this? Like, where did you come up with this concept? Because yours was the most complex, most out of the box, and we're all like oyster fat what is that like <laughs> what are you making where did you get this idea and all of us in the 40 year olds were like um okay we're in trouble <laughs> so it's it's for me it's really cool to see this younger generation because i don't really, i never cook you know on the line it's totally different like i'm in greek restaurants italian restaurants so i never got to see this imagination that you guys have and these envisions and so that was for me, that was probably the biggest takeaway is to see all the respect that you guys have for food and the respect for knowledge that you guys constantly strive to learn more, you know, and I wish I was there at your age, you know, it's, it's a whole different level. Like I was striving for, you know, what, what next fish show could I go see <laughs> when it's dead show and yeah. to make the best fashion? Cause I was in the fashion industry. So I wasn't even thinking about this. Wow. So it's really cool yeah. to learn. I think, yeah. I, but I think, I think your story makes, like, I think your story is even more cooler, you know, like to, like to hear that, like, imagine I, you know, went through something crazy and I had this whole entire career and then I changed my entire career to, you know, like that yeah. story is so incredible. So it's just, that for me is inspiring. You know, it's like anything wow. is possible. Thank you. I mean, I say, honestly, it was the best thing in my life to have happened to me almost dying was the best thing in my life because it got me into a place where I was me. You know, I was in a really bad abusive relationship. Can you imagine me not being like this crazy Mm -hmm. outburst, outspoken person? Um, so I said, God, I can't picture it. I can't see it. 
No, like God almost had to make me, they killed me to bring me to life again. And it wow. just was the best experience. Like, so I'm thankful for it. Like for as much wow. as hardship it brought, I mean, my brain is still not right, but I'm so thankful every single day. And I mean, I wouldn't have changed anything in my yeah. life. So I'm happy. Everything you do, you know, yeah. brings you on the path that you're going to be going on. Right. So like every change and of course you yep. change, it changes your path, but it's for the better. You know, unless you don't like yep. change for the better. So I feel like we should be Incredible. preachers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just inspiring. You know, I just, man, I, what would you, you know, I think, what would you tell, I don't know, a young girl, someone that wants to be a chef, someone that's listening that maybe wants to be an entrepreneur or someone that, you know, maybe is in a career path and they feel like it's not for them and they want to, they want to make that leap of faith and they found out that they love cooking and they found out they love fashion and they like whatever. And they want to make that change. What would you say to them? Follow your dreams. Just never, don't ever live a day that you regret because I've lived every day in my life, good or bad without any regrets. I regret nothing I've ever done. And it, I've done some really horrible things and I've done some amazing things. So if you want something, just go for it. Don't wake up 10 years later and say, I wish I could have done something about it. If you think you want to change, change. If you want to try a new career, try a new career. Nothing's going to hold you back. You can always go backwards. But going forwards is the biggest thing in the world. Like you should never want to go backwards. You always want to keep striving forward. So that's what I always say to everybody is just dream big and just change life. It's okay to make a change. It's okay to say, I made a mistake. I went to school for fashion. It wasn't what I was supposed to be, you know, meant to do. It's okay mm -hmm. to say you were wrong. It's okay to make changes. It's how people live and how people grow. So don't be complacent. Wow. Don't sit down, right? Mm -hmm. Get off your butt. Yep. <laughs> Get off. Just go after it. Go what after would, uh, it. What would, you, what would you say your biggest... Um, what would you say your biggest lesson from House Kitchen is? You know, obviously we're on the fourth episode right now. It's going well. Uh, so make sure everyone tunes in every Thursday. Fifth one coming right? up. It's, it's a good one, right? The fifth one's a good one. Fifth, fifth one's coming up. Yeah, it's going to get better and better. Um, but yeah, what, what would you say like your biggest lesson is from, from going through this experience? Oh my God. The biggest lesson was that every time I thought I couldn't do it and I wasn't good enough, I said, stop doubting yourself and keep moving forward because you're never going to know if you're good enough if you stop trying. So that was my thing. I would sit in my room and I, my grandfather was a priest, right? He just died a couple of years ago. So I would sit in my room when, by myself and I would just pray to him and I would say, can I keep going forward? And like, I said, just stop, you know, stop doubting yourself. You made it this far because you're talented enough. Cause I've always never thought I was good enough. You know, I was like, I'm the farmer table. Like I have no training. Look at these chefs. Like, I have no idea what they're doing with their flavors or food. But you know what? I'm, I was, I'm still in it. So never doubt. Even if you doubt yourself, just say stop and just keep moving forward. And that was my biggest thing was to stop doubting myself and just to say, I can do this. So important. It is. So what, what, is, what, is, what is terror up to now? Obviously, we don't know the results of the show, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we don't, know, we don't know who wins. If you win, I win, whoever. Um, no idea. The show, no idea. They have to watch. They have to watch. They, they have, have to watch, watch. people. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they have to tune in. They have to tune in. 
But what are you up to now? What, what's going on? Where do you live? What, what's going on? Are you working? Are you not working? Oh my God, um, I'm grinding so hard right now. You know, I wear what, seven hats? I'm a chef, an owner, a mother, a wife, a cleaner. <laughs> like, I wrote this blog wow. during the pandemic <laughs> while we were there about like all the hats I wear. So I'm grinding, you know, it's, I literally work Monday through Sunday. I mean, I'm up at six o'clock in the morning with my kid. Mondays are meal deliveries. I cook for between four and five families and I deliver them food for the week. Wow. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have two ladies that are amazing. And I go to their house and cook for them. Wednesdays, wow. I usually teach. <laughs> and then Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, I'm doing catering. So I'm doing parties of two to a hundred and something. Um, and I'm solid. I mean, it's just trying to grow the farm, trying to get, um, I'm actually trying to get my, my, my actual house zoned for a retail space. Cause we have this carriage okay. house that I would love to convert cause we have a huge garden and I would love to like have that as my what? space. Um, yeah, Hudson Valley. I mean, that's all it is, is farm and table. So just really wow. trying to get my little area in New York as a bigger area. Yeah. Little Congress. It's such a beautiful place. Yeah, it's I such love a beautiful Hudson place. Valley. I mean, I'm on the Hudson River. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's so much art. There's so much wow. attractive people. Amazing food. I mean, people are like, oh, you're not the city. Yeah. There's so much good food out here. So, I mean, I love the city, but you, people don't realize that Hudson Valley, there's so many talented chefs and talented artists out here. So, it's a really cool place to are live you, and raise your family. Are you, are you, um, familiar with uh, foie gras obviously obviously you are i'm saying like the farm is it like close to you is it um no okay it's it wasn't far but it's like north it's across okay. across the bridge yeah um it's not too far i mean okay i could definitely get there okay do you know what town it is in it's in west yeah, we definitely i think so it's in westchester we definitely have to do something up there my uh my friend my friend is the chef for hudson valley with michael and um, he wanted me to come and check out the farm. I want to check out what you're doing up there. Really? Yeah. Know. That's like not too far at all. Cause I mean, I have, um, Dan Barber only 30 minutes from me. Incredible. Yeah. yeah we, we'll, we'll talk offline, but yeah, we definitely, I definitely got to come see the farm. Oh, you I just love to. farms. You got to come to the farms. Like there's so much good meats here. Like, oh my God, there's so many like purveyors of meat. And like, it's so amazing. I love it. Like you literally, I can go to Warwick and just be like, can I buy your cows? Can you raise these for me? <laughs> like, give me all your, it's really nice. Like I really thoroughly enjoy where I live. I have to say, I mean, I, I love the city. For, I miss the city, but. And for me like that, you know, some people go vegan, right? Which is nothing wrong with that. Hey, but I for watched me, I a think vegan it's... cooking show. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> but I think, I think it's more about where is your food coming from? Exactly. And I think vegan that's food, where it needs to start. I mean, vegan food, yes, there's vegetables, but you have to supplement all your meat. So people are taking so many pills and I'm like, I had these vegan neighbors and they're literally taking seven pills a day. I'm like, well, you know, you can get that from legumes. You can get that from this. Oh yeah. Yeah. We just right. take the pills. I'm like, well, then you're just putting in processed crap in your same. body. Why are you yeah. vegan then? There's no point. Exactly. Um, it's not the same. You know, people, people eat vegan, people eat vegan, you know, fast food and they think, you know, it's, 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 it's just about, yeah. I don't know, just changing the mindset, I think, and just taking the daily steps too to, to make that change. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. If you want to say, Hey, I want to eat beef that's grass fed, or if I want to just cut meat out completely, or maybe I just want to stop dairy for a little bit, whatever it is. Um, it just takes time. 
there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Um, yeah, my aunt actually used to be completely vegetarian, no meat, no nothing. And the doctors, and she was a dancer and the doctors said, you're not doing your body good. Like you, you're not doing it the right way. So now she has to eat red meat and she has to eat fish and, you know, cause she didn't do it the right way for so long. She was malnourishing her body of all the nutrients she was supposed to get. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy. So how can, how can people support you? What I know you mentioned a little bit about, obviously, um, you want to help kids and you want to teach them about healthy eating and whole foods and things like that. Like, what are you, what are some of the steps that you're making right now? Um, and what is your goal, I guess, you know, envisioning and things like that? My goal is to not have a restaurant. I never want I want to raise my kid. Like that's the whole part of why I left the restaurant, but I want to have a space where I can teach out of, I can do pop-ups out of, you know, I want a 20 person table. Um, I forget what, there was this restaurant out in California. I forget what it was, but it was a 20 person long, you know, the wood long tables and you'd sell tickets for a seven course dinner, you know, this theme, this theme, but in Italy, every day is actually a celebration which I never knew about until I talked to this lady. So every single day in those little villages in Italy, there's a special food being made every single day. So like, I would love cool. to actually put that into my takeaway food. Like I want to sell food kind of out of the place, you know, Monday through Thursday, pick up food, and then I can teach and I can have pop-ups there. Kind of what I'm doing now, just having a space to do it in so I'm not in my house all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I to leave my house every once in a while, but yeah, I would like a space that I could teach, you know, and have people come in and do these public dinners, have other chefs come in and do these cool events and, but have this huge garden where the people can walk around and sit outside and have the wine and, you know, have local wineries work with me. Cause I used to bring wineries up from New Mexico actually to do events with me back in the day. Wow. Wow, yeah, so. back in the day. Back in the day, you know, <laughs> beginning, the day. Of, beginning of cooking 2010. <laughs> I so think that that's sounds... my vision is just doing what I'm doing just at a larger scale, but not, but keeping like the Hudson Valley farm to table aspect of it. Um, because I think yeah. for me, I've always grown my own food and I mean, I would love to have chickens and goats and eventually, and you know, I could raise that, raise them perfectly and then have them slaughtered and we're eating them and just doing everything humanely. So, and my husband's in horticulture, so he grows everything. So it's kind of like a perfect match. Incredible. Wow. But you, what are you, I mean, your visions are crazy. You have so much <laughs> going on right now. It's insane. Cool. Me, I hear that a lot. not dipped in right now. Like, what are you not dipping in? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying everything. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm right now I'm like laser focused on just trying to create opportunities, build relationships with people, um, learn more about business. Um, yeah. you know, I think, Obviously, healthy eating is very important to me, which is something I'm very focused on. But just trying, like right now, we're raising money to open up our restaurant. Um, we're trying to open up. We're trying to open up next year in Brooklyn, and uh, a, pro a portion of the proceeds actually go back to the National Black Food Justice and to Black farmers to support Black farmers and things like that. Um, and then just trying to get healthy whole foods uh, into our community because we don't have access to that yeah. type of stuff. We're not we're not educated on it. We're not knowledgeable on it. We just, we go for what's easy, right? The McDonald's, the, uh, you know, the Popeye's around the corner, the Kennedy fried chicken, um, which is delicious, which is great. But like, after you eat these things, you don't feel great. 
you know, all the time. You don't. You don't. You feel <laughs> nasty. You're like, oh, and you're, you're like, and you're lethargic. You want to go to sleep. You have no energy. You're dragging. But I love that you, what I love so much about you is that you are really, you know, you're embracing the Brown community and you're, you're really, really, really wanting to make it such a better, um, for experience for everybody that's living in it and that's growing up because unfortunately, you know, people are born, you know, they're born into this community and they have no choice. So they just are going after what their parents are doing. And it's, I love that you're really taking what you do and honing in on this community because it means so much to you because it's your heritage, it's your culture. And it's, it's, uh, it's everything, you know, for me, I tell the story about how I got introduced to fine dining. I, um, you know, I mean, I was blessed to go to college. My grandparents were like super duper strict. And they're just like, you have to go to college. Cooking was the only thing I was good at. And uh, anyway, oh, I no, went you're to, good at other I things. A, no, I was, I was terrible <laughs> at everything else. I uh, couldn't throw a baseball, basketball. Like everybody thought because I was black, I was supposed to be able to. Yeah, you're, oh, aren't you a sports superstar? You're like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm, I'm really bad. But I love it. I just, I was terrible. But anyway, I, I joined the club. And they basically paid for me to go to a meal for a fine dining meal in New York City. That's right. I remember the story. And uh, and it was incredible because I never I never knew what fine dining was or any of that type of stuff. You know, they're crumbing your table, they're pulling out your seat, like taking your jacket, and it just changed my life forever. And it made me go down this rabbit hole. And it's not about fancy and not fancy. It's just about an experience, mm-hmm. and it's about it's just about knowing that you deserve, you know the best or you knowing that you deserve good things you know if we like nice things like clothing or jewelry why don't you know our culture like nice things such as delicious food that you know is coming from whether it's a black farmer coming from whole foods or or locally sourced or um prepared by a a chef and delicious i don't know it's just it's just something i'm really passionate about so that's the journey i'm on um it's a never-ending journey but for me what but for me, what excites me is being able to talk to incredible people like you and, and just hopefully give you, you know, a platform to share, showcase and share with what's important to you and what you're trying to accomplish and, and stuff like that. So um, has any opportunities, anything happened since uh, the airing of Hell's Kitchen for you? Um, you know, I'm working on some opportunities. We're still like, there's a couple of wineries that want to do some stuff with me and some other like local bourbon, you know, I'm trying to keep everything local. Like I'm not trying to go after big names. I mean, I mean, Hexfad obviously is trying to work with all of us, which is amazing because they're so amazing. So you have them behind you right now. Um, But I'm really trying to keep everything. Yeah, Hexfad. Really trying to keep everything like local because I want to be that local Hudson Valley chef. Um, I want to be utilizing, you know, that farm raises my cows. That farm raises my chickens. You know, this is where I'm getting my vegetables. This is where I'm getting my local wines. Here, I'm getting my local beers that I use. My local the bourbons. Like, there's so many distilleries around here. So, that's what we're working on right now. It's um, it's a big project to try to get your local stuff because they want to make sure that you're the local chef that they want to work with. You know, not just any company. I can be like, oh, I'm wearing these today, and you know, get it. that's kind of sponsorship. So. I'm really trying to keep it localized because that's how I was raised, you know, in a local farm. So it's, we're doing that, but I'm also, you know, trying, like I said, I have so many people wanting my carriage house to be transformed. So I'm really trying to work on that, getting the town okay that. So I'm trying to get as many people from the town that I know to say, hey, let her do this. It's better for our town to have it here, you know? So it's just, 
And I mean, I don't really have time, you know, I'm up every day yeah. in the morning with a kid and go to, as soon as I get home at 2 a.m. from work. So it's, you're a superhero. Find hours in the day to get things done. Um, well, we'll just know that you have a supporter and a fan in me. Well, um, I am always your fan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, man, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and moving your clients around and to take the time to chat and anything for you, Sakari, anything, Any, anything for you, Tara. So I guess the last question, well, one, you know, where can people find you? Where can people support you? Um, you know, Instagram, social media, website, something. Yeah. Instagram is chef Tara Chanella. Um, you see my name right there. Just put chef in front of it. Um, my yes. website is, www.tarasitaliancucina.com. Uh, Facebook mm, is my name. Okay. I have a Twitter, which is my name. And we're launching a YouTube channel really soon. That's what we're, we're working on that too. I know. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to do everything. Let's I'm go. trying to learn about NFTs through you. I'm trying to get minted. Like, yes. I'm trying to do yes. what you're teaching me to do. Like, get out there, get my name. So yeah, my uh, I have a lady working on this YouTube channel, so that's gonna hopefully go live. I'm gonna do some teaching on there. I'm trying okay. to get a magazine kind of written because, I, like I said, mm. I've done so much, right? I mean, I've yep. I've had a landscape design company. I did graphic design. I did fashion design. I made home goods. Um, I'm a chef. I've traveled the world. I lived in London. Lived in New York. <laughs> lived in Philly. Like I yep. also been to over 400 shows. So wow. I used yeah. to sell grilled cheeses. I mean, it's just. Wow. I've done so much. Um, so everyone's like, you need to write a magazine. So instead of a cookbook, we're trying to kind of work on that. Like about all my 7 million hats that I wear. Um, so well, yeah. Well, you got your first subscriber. You got your first subscriber here and your first uh, purchase of your magazine for sure. I'll send you a magazine signed copy to my love. Ooh, <laughs> I, I love it. Tell my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it framed in my, uh, in my office, in my room. I'll put a uh, kiss so on it. <laughs> there we go. We love it. Love to hear it. So my last question for you as we wrap up here with Closing Remarks is, uh, you know, for me, the brand is about noble promise. Um, you know, what that means is a promising future, keeping to your word, and just living with honor from the day to day. I love so that. I think, I think that's something that you do, whether it's with, you know, your family or whether it's with teaching uh, other people in the community or just, you know, how do you – my, my, my closing remark would be, how do you live with honor from the day to day? And what does it mean to you? You know, I think living with honor is being true to who you are at all times. Um, don't apologize for who you are and what you want in life. Never apologize for going to get something and for you being confident in yourself. I remember growing up, people used to be like, oh, you're so like cocky. I'm like, it's not cocky. It's called confidence. And like, I know who I am. I'm honoring thyself. Yep. As you know, yep. kind of in the Bible, like honor thyself before they honor thy mother or their father. Um, so I think that's what it is. It's just being true and actually listening to yourself. So if you know you're making a mistake, stop it and change your direction. Like, don't just say, don't, oh, whatever. Like, I'll change it tomorrow. Like, really listen to who you are and who you want to be and keep being that person. And that's how I hope I live my life and how I portray myself. That's why I'm hoping I portray myself. You know, a non-egotistical, just someone that works hard and wants to be the best they can be. No, you do. You do. And and uh, I'm just hoping that, you know, people listening, people watching, like they 
they see that and and they get some type of gem, some type of value from from you know your story and all your inspiration. You're super, you're super woman. Uh, you call me Wonder Woman on Chop. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's incredible. It's incredible. Hey, we do the pose and everything. Yeah, I'm honored to be sitting with you. So I just want to say thank you so much. Oh, thank um, you so much. Here. I feel honored that you asked me to be on this. So I'm so stoked. This means it's so much a, to me. It's it's awesome. You're the first house kitchen contestant, um, which is incredible. So clap Number it up. Number one and female one. and blue eyes, just like Let's Gordon. Go. So, you know. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much. This has been Sipping with Sakari. We appreciate y'all. Love. Happy birthday. Hey, cheers. Sip it with Sakari.